like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... I read a fun story today. Okay, what was it? What what was it? Read? Well, the fun story, and then it disappeared off my phone, and I was so mad I was going to share it with you. But it was phone ghost, and it involved a ghost. Uh-huh. Um, I found an article um, uh, talking about how there is a local grocery store in Massachusetts that's haunted by a lady in Victorian clothing. How oh, Victorian. fun! Welcome to the Kroger. Yeah, that's just our ghost. Yeah, sometimes was, she bags for us. It was called something weird. Like, it's not like a Kroger or whatever. It's like a local mom and pop it's kind of grocery creeper. store. Um, but apparently there's a woman who's in her... She's in, like, Victorian-style dress. That's amazing. She's got, like, long, dark hair. She'll just, like, show up in the aisles. She's just like, what is all of this madness? <laughs> Already you- popped corn? <laughs> what? <laughs> Witchcraft? <laughs> Bread that is made already and sliced? <laughs> Peanut butter? What is that? Poppycock. Poppycock. <laughs> that's the name of a caramel corn. Yeah. You're like, what? But yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. I was like, that's neat. It's almost like your subway being haunted. Uh, I, but more grocery store. I wish my grocery store was haunted. That would be amazing. Like you're just shopping for, you know, cans of tuna and you look up and there's a dead lady. Yeah. I mean, that could happen at my grocery store, but they're pre-ghosts. They're just dead people. They're just really old people that really... go to your store. Yeah. My my grocery store just got a uh, makeover because it was in the sort of dead kind of land for a while. Fancy. Oh, yeah. You saw it when you went to get all your stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no, went you went to, to the other one. Ralphs. I went to the bigger Ralphs. Fun fact, I have two of the same grocery store at um, different ends of the, of the street. street. Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody that came and saw me at uh, WonderCon. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody. I don't I'm know. I'm sure some of you showed somebody up. Somebody did. You some better have. Carl otherwise... had a great time. Did you meet him? He looks good, smells great. Looks good, yeah. smells great. So handsome. You love him. He's Podcast good. mom was the best. She stood there and she looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you guys go and eat pancakes with him? You yes. Should've. You should have. Pancakes. Podcast mom and Bob definitely got pancakes. Yeah. It was real good. They stared at the gates of Star Wars land. Still not open. God, mother. And I have to make a reservation for it? Ah, fury 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 it's gonna be insane though it is yeah um i did read a thing though that if you book um a hotel room like out of one of their three resorts i think you just get a reservation of like worth it that makes sense because that's what they fucking they do those like dining packages they're like oh did you want to actually see world of color right eat at the fucking eat a 200 dollars disney dinner that's kind of gross yeah i'll spend a couple hundred bucks on a room (laughs) to get drunk and go to star wars land (laughs) Yes. To get drunk on Star Wars cocktails. Oh my god! I'm gonna go <laughs> to Mos Eisley and I'm gonna go to the cantina and I'm gonna have the weird drinks and then I'm gonna be like, I'm wanted. I'm gonna in drink seven. that blue milk. That That's all I want. Be like I'm wanted in um, seven sisters. Fresh from the teat. <laughs> I did recently talk. Don't to be someone, dead. <laughs> I talked to someone who. Uh, who is works there and has been training on the land since oh. he's going to actually be working in the land? And I was like, How is it? Is it cool? And he was just like. Oh, it's like it's real cool. He's like a big Star Wars nerd. Oh God! But he was like, it's magical. Oh my God, Bob! Like Disney magic. It's. I'm sure it's gonna be well done. We're going to be be able to go on to the Millennium Falcon. This is. uh, I don't know. I. I don't. I don't want to have the entire podcast evolved into into what I've always wanted from my childhood. This is exactly what you've always wanted. This like Bob might list. cry, and uh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. If he does take video, there's of gonna it, we'll be video. Of I, I, there's of a good chance Bob, I like tearing up a little bit. We'll put it on. So- <laughs> yeah, put it, put it on. This we, I mean, I. I'll I have zero on. problem being embarrassed over this one. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. Love what you love, man. Yep, and I love the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. Do what makes you happy, as long as it's not faking ghost stories. Yeah. What a transition. Oh, no, we also, didn't even do that. Hi. I was like, we were so close. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. And drink thematically appropriate beer. Yep. And sound like this for two episodes in a row. Two weeks in a row. It's You're amazing. You're welcome. Bam, bam, bam. You're welcome. But yes, happy <laughs> April Fools, everybody. Hope, oh, you do didn't, <laughs> hope you didn't get fooled. Um, or I hope you did. It's uh, today. It is today. It's today. Happy yes. April Fools. That's right, kiddos. Hey, what was your favorite thing that you got fooled uh, at this morning? 
I got fooled. Oh that man, Google had a 401 redirect. Oh, oh man, Google, man, you're so funny. You guys are so My funny. job pretended like they cared about me. Oh. oh. America pretended they cared about me. Oh. oh. You guys, we got fooled big time. Oh, comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when the po- comedy podcast gets too real and something funny, it just becomes about misery. Yeah, did you guys ever actually like play April Fool's pranks on like each other or on no. your siblings when you're growing up? I don't think no. I've ever actually done in April. I've done shitty prank things because I'm a shitty person. Right. I will jump out at you from a dark corner. I will scare you when we go on a ghost hunt. Yep. I was telling someone that story the other day and I could not get through it for laughing. <laughs> it is to this day one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me. Uh, because you you're are welcome. so afraid. And I was just reaction, like, this is really happening. Yeah. So we went on a ghost, uh, like a ghost hunty thing together. And we're sitting on a rock and... Uh, the guy our ghost tour was like uh, was like there's people who hang out in these woods that are like directly behind this rock and they were like if you're there like come touch these ladies on the back because Melly and I were both sitting on this rock and they were like come touch this lady on the back and I very comically like lifted one hand I didn't see any of it it's dark it is dark made a face at Bob and like poked her on the back thinking that she saw me but she did not and she just stood up and like like angrily power walked away going nope Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Well, now you know what happens. And it was very funny. Oh yeah, Vanessa like cried laughing. Oh, it was so funny. See, I'm a jerk, but I don't know that I've ever done that on April Fool's Day. Right. I don't think no, I so have. You don't need a whole special day no, to be I an don't ass. Need it. Every day's an asshole day for me. <laughs> Every day's a balloon nut day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call back. But yes, um, I this week we are going to tell you about ghosts that aren't real. Ghosts that aren't real. That fool you. Yeah, we did this before. We're doing it again. On a couple April. Two April Fools ago. Because we love ghosties. We We love all this weird fucking paranormal shit, guys. We're into it. And we want to believe. Yes. We're whichever one of the X-File people wanted to believe. We are. (laughs) We're that one. We're Fox Mulder. Is that that guy. Is that that the boy or the girl? The boy. We're the boy from X-Files. Fox Mulder. We have a poster. That's right. Um, I want to believe. So... So when so we see ghost stories all the time that the people will be like, I don't think it's true. And we're like, I don't care. I want to believe it's true. That's right. But then when you find out that actually faked ghost stories. Yeah. Like when people come out and say like, no, this was bullshit. I did it. And I'll tell you how. Yeah. And they, yeah. It's it, like that's some bullshittery. This is why it's like the boy who cried wolf. This is why people don't believe in ghost stories. Yeah, stop crying Be- ghost. Yeah. Don't go. Ah, go. <sighs> don't do it. Um. And I think some of the largest perpetrators of this are the fucking Warrens. Yes, Not they a big are. fan of the Warrens. No. I think they're full of bullshittery. Um, the Warrens? Just, the Warrens. Yeah. We've talked about them oh. on an episode before, but they are the ones who are most famous. And Vanessa's going to tell you more about them because her story ties very nicely into them. It oh, does. Okay. But they're also like, they own the... They have like a, an occult museum. Like they're yeah. the ones that own one of the haunted... Was it the doll? It was like, something that... Do they that own they, Annabelle or does Zach think, Baggins own Annabelle? Zach Baggins owns Peggy. I think, I think the they Warrens own Annabelle. Annabelle. And so when we were talking about Annabelle, um, they, I mentioned them briefly because they're, they're the owners. They're also like looking for a fucking franchise. Yeah. Because Annabelle then became a movie, movie. franchise. Oh yeah. Hey, no, guess these... what? So did my story. That's right. That's such a good segue. I'm so good at segues today, so guys. So begin telling a story that we I can I want you about. to ride a segue into your story. I will. Go out. There I go. I'm on a segue. It's great. You can't see it, but I look so good on it. Majestic. <laughs> My hair is flowing behind shit. me. Fun oh, fucking man. Times I'm doing segway. flips on it. Woo! You can't even go. do a flip looking because of the gyroscope, out. but she figured it out. I did she's it. Rad. I can do it. Suck a dick, Tony Hawk. You That's couldn't right. do it. That's right. I'm doing gyroscope twips. Well, do it. sucking a dick. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so good at it. I look shit. good. Smell great. God damn it. <laughs> Guys, cold medicine and beer uh, is a fun mix. That seems the like it. Seltzer. All right, I'm gonna tell you my story. Please, to so, go. Tell our me. tale. We catch up with our tale in the middle. Mm. It's 6:30 p.m. on a chilly Wednesday, mm. November 13th, 1974. The bell bottoms the were big. Sleepy. A young man named Ronald DeFeo mm-hmm. Jr. Jr. Butch to his friends. Butch. Butch. Um, Good old Butch. Lives in this sleepy Long Island town 
of Amneville, New York. Yeah. Uh, so he enters his favorite local bar. Goes in for and drinks. He goes in. He sees he's there all the time because he's a terrible shit person. They're and like, he never Butch. And he never works. Yeah, so he Butch. walks in. He's like, like, and he's in Long Island. He's like, give me a fucking Budweiser. They're like, no. all right, Butch, here you go. Wah, 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 They're wah, wah, like, wah. Butch. And then he says, what up? You got to help me. Oh. I think my mother and father are shot. Oh, oh. <laughs> that is a lot different than give me a beer. Yeah. So yeah. he runs into know. this bar and says, I think my mother and father are shot. And his friends at the bar, you don't he's call the literally cops? at this bar every day because he's a garbage he's a person drunk? and he doesn't really go to work. He's oh. 23 years old and he's... Oh, he's 23. Yeah. He just likes drinking. He's also the oldest of his family. So his friends at the bar are like, damn. Did you call the cops? Let's go. Gone. So they go to his house. It's right down the street. So they go to his house. Um, and there they discover the six dead bodies of the entire DeFeo family. Oh, except oh no. for Butch. Oh. And they call the police. Yep. And the police show up and start to like clear the crime scene yep. because this has been. This a big murder. Miardars. Yeah, yeah. smells murdery. Miardars. I like that where he goes, I think my mother and father are shot, but it's like, what about the rest of your family? Yeah, I do zero fucks. May didn't find them yet. Um, he just no. didn't know. No, he knew. Oh, no, he knew. He, spoiler alert, he knew. Um, I refuse to believe so, it. But let's get to the end of the so story. So the police show up and they start like clearing the crime scene. They're talking to Butch about like what happened. And he was like, I was at work. And then I went to the bar. And then I knew my parents were shot. And I came. And that's why I came to the bar. What? And the police were like, that's. Makes no sense. Weird. And doesn't make any sense at all. And he was like, yeah, you know what? I bet it is. I bet it's that like mafia hit guy who said he was going to kill my whole family. That's definitely what happened. <laughs> I fear for my own life. So they take him into protective custody uh-huh. because well, they're like, nice okay, the mafia is coming for you. This is the 70s. It makes so sense. He's like, yeah. I forget the name of the guy I didn't write down, but he's basically like uh, John Gotti. Yeah. Jimmy Two Shoots is coming. <laughs> Jimmy Two Shoots. <laughs> yep, Jimmy Two Shoots. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Gunbang. Yeah, Jimmy. Don't, don't. Jimmy Murder Kid. Jimmy Murder Kid. <laughs> Jimmy Face Shoot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yep. Old Jimmy Face Murderer. Yep. Um, He's, he's, he said he was going to kill my whole family, so he's definitely come to kill my whole family. Um, and then they were like, okay. So then they like find Jimmy Two Shoots, and he's like in another city. In he's another like, I didn't state, shoot nobody. Has a alibi with a bunch of fucking people. He's like, I have no idea who the defendant. He's like, I was getting blown by four people. He was like, yeah. I was getting blown by some weird chick on a Segway. I have a no, <laughs> no idea. idea. It was really cool though. She could do backflips. I've never seen it. She's great at it. She seemed she had a weird husky voice. It was sexy though. Was yeah, I was sexy. into it. Then she hey, sneezed on Jimmy. my dick. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy Two Shoots. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> oh, God, oh, I Daddy. hate you. Dead Daddy. Continue your story, Vanessa. He's been murdered by Jimmy Two Shoots. So, Jimmy Two Shoots has an alibi. Yep. And they're like, I this super is like this weird. Beer, by the way. He has an alibi. Mm. Like, I wonder what happened. And Butch is like, I don't know. It's yeah. so weird. I'm so confused. I don't know. And then he goes to sleep at the police station. And he wakes up and they're like, we would like to ask you some more questions. Yeah, I got a lot of questions Jimmy Two Shoots and like why you went to the bar after you found your dead parents. Like, why didn't you call us? Why you walked by four other dead bodies to and get to your parents and didn't mention them. Yeah. And pretty quickly he confesses to the murder. I bet he just. <laughs> all right, all right, you got me, man. Stop twisting my arm. He, I did it. He said, and I, I quote, did it. And I Look, I'm not super bright. Yeah, he's stupid. Um, hey, hey, uh, so good time. He said, once I started, I just couldn't stop. Oh. Do you know what? You could just not start. You could just not start. Yeah, that would have been a good starting point. Yep, start by not not starting. Start with yourself, maybe. I don't know. There you go. Um, You can't change other people, only yourself. So then he tells the police where the gun is that he used to perpetrate the crime. And he tells them where all of his bloodstained clothes are. He also tells them that he, like, took a shower and, like, cleaned up the crime scene a little bit. Like, he he definitely, like, took steps. This is a premeditated sort of situation. Um, So he he goes to prison. (laughs) Yeah, I would, too. Um, And then in late... 1975 so about a year later his trial starts so he's being tried for six murders um his lawyer is a man named william weber great sounds like a bond villain it does or a grill sure um (laughs) so mr weber mounts an insanity defense and his claim is that butch heard voices in his head and the voices told him that the rest of the defeo family was planning butch's demise so he had to kill them and by killing them he was acting in self-defense uh, wow so this is his defense and he has all he has these people come in like psychological experts talking about it He's they bring up his like drug history and he really has been hearing voices and stuff and uh 
and so the jury is like go fuck yourself guilty guilty yeah um so he is charged with uh six murders and given six concurrent life sentences of at least 25 years that's a lot of life sentences. Yep. Um, so he's six times in prison, 25 is and the rest of the DeFeos are dead. So what happens to the house? Yeah. It sits there empty for a little bit. Um, and then in December of 1975, the Lutz family, which is like Mama and Papa Lutz, mm-hmm. who are both on their second marriage. Okay. And then three little baby Lutzes, Very who are, I think, Mama Lutz's kids from her first marriage. Okay. Um, Marsha Brady. So they they uh, like have toured the house several times. It's a steal. It's like the cheapest house in the whole neighborhood. And the realtor tells the them, blood. yeah. Well, the yeah. realtor tells murder. them like it's uh, there was this horrific murder that happened in the house. That's why it's like figure out if you want to live, live here, here or not. And they're but like, like yeah, yeah, but the crown molding. I they're mean, like, yeah, come we on. don't care. It also came with most of the DeFeo's personal oh, belongings. Oh, it came Jesus with their haunted ass Christ. dining room table. It came with all their shit because... I don't want dead people's shit! Because there's no... Well, it's like, what if it's a, like a beautiful armoire or something? I don't fucking care! I'll take My all the dead people's shit. My dad won't buy antiques because he's afraid of ghosts. ghosts. I try to have ghosts in it. I you, know, I you know what? I respect him, but I want them for the ghosts. <laughs> That's a selling point. Yeah, I'm into That's it. That's a value add. <laughs> They literally got all of the furniture in the Jeez. house for an extra four hundred dollars. Oh my god! This is nineteen seventies money, but I don't still. Care. Oh yeah. Also, do I have like the blood-soaked carpet? Does that come with it? No, because they were they were all killed on their beds. So I assume the beds didn't. The mattresses at least no, definitely yeah, didn't. Yeah, mattresses are there. The, the, the mattresses had good. holes in them. This box spring needed replacing. Ugh. Um. So the Lutz family moves into the house in December. 28 days later, mm. they fucking skedaddle out in the middle of the night, leave all their shit behind. Oh, and well, it's, everyone's like, it's not their shit. It's actually still the DeFeo well, shit. And, <laughs> and their, they, they bought it for $400 fucking dollars. Yeah, I guess it now. did belong to them. And their own shit. In the eyes of the law. Yeah. Um, Fine. So they leave in the middle of the night and they're, they're like we are being uh hounded by uh, like a, a bunch of evil demonic horses we had to fucking get out of this Ooh. house demonic horses yes demonic horses okay yeah like the four- demonic forces oh i heard horses too i heard i'm not gonna lie i said horses. I, i'm not gonna lie i heard horses That's too fine. but then took up took up uh residence outside of the denver airport <laughs> yes yeah. blucifer with his giant weird veiny ball yep it's <laughs> that gross um so so they, they leave and they, everyone's like, that's so weird. What would happen? And they like, they've like dropped little hints about what happened, but they like refuse to tell the whole story. Uh, then, then very quickly thereafter, they reach out to Mr. William Weber, huh. Bond villain slash Butch DeFeo lawyer. lawyer. Sure. Yeah. And they say, hey, hey we girl. know that you like mounted this defense that like he was crazy and there were voices talking to him. We like just wanted out of this house and said there was a bunch of weird demonic shit. <gasps> like we should totally get together and like make a story about this and sell it. Whoa! And Mr. Weber, why did they Bond want out of the house says, after twenty eight days? Buyer's uh, remorse because they wanted all the money from the fucking story. Yeah, uh, and Mr. Weber made. says that sounds like a great idea. Oh, he's he's a class act lawyer. So they I sat. Hope he's oh, he's into the shit. Yeah. So they sat down I and he said, disbarred. "Quote in later interviews, he said we created this horror story over many bottles of wine." The whole thing is a hoax. Oh. So he comes out later and says, like, none of this is Yeah, for real. This is all bullshit. Just to sort of like set the scene. So this is the late 70s at this point. This is Mm -hmm. like 75, 76. Mm -hmm. Um, The book that is based on these stories. There was no radio. There was no TV. We're hot off the fucking Exorcist. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a They just invented the printing press. Which is an incredible. (laughs) Nobody knew anything. Gutenberg Bibles flying off the shelves. Yeah. Um, No ghosts in that. So the Mm -hmm. Exorcist book, incredibly popular. Then it becomes this movie that's incredibly popular yeah. and it's being sold Idea as germinated it's being sold as this is based on a true story and then we made like a hollywood version of it gotcha. so they're like we're gonna do the same thing we're gonna sell our air quotes true story gotcha to hollywood and see where it goes Those and it suckers. gets insanely fucking popular this book is sold like tens of millions of copies yeah. um the book of course is the amnibial horror um the book came out in 1977 so gotcha. about uh, two years later um and the Lutzes made fucking mad cheddar yeah. off of this. Wow. Weber didn't make as Sick much well. money off of it. So then he sued them. Yeah, I bet. And then the Lutzes sued him. And then another lawyer. And then like Hearst Publication and Good Housekeeping separately for some reason. Don't know why. There's a bunch of fucking lawsuits happening. They were like, you've defamed us or you used our name without permission. Oh. And our names are worth all this money now. And they sued for like $60 million or something. And the judge was like, yeah, you can't make shit up. And then when people call you on it 
you sue them over it. You can't do that. <laughs> Get out of my courtroom. If only that were to happen now. The judge was literally like, this is obviously all made up. You, This is a I frivolous lawsuit. And yeah. they got oh, I no love money. It. But uh. they made a bunch of money for selling their story to the guy who wrote this book. Yeah. And they made money off the sales of the book. Yeah. Um, they also... Wow. Part of writing the book was they brought in a bunch of like paranormal researchers because they still owned the house for a while, yeah. uh, including the Warrens. And this is really where the Warrens, they were they were popular at this point. They this were sort like of national. known for being paranormal investigators. But Amityville is what sort of put them on a, 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 map, map. a much bigger uh, playing field. A map of New York, if you would. Yeah, a map of Long Island. Yep. Glorious. Yeah. Um, died from the butt. So it sort of made them into the famouses that they are today is right. because of the Amityville horror, which, again, fake. 100% fucking fake. Not real. Um, so this, obviously the story is partially true. Yeah. D- horrible murders happen. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of the other shit, not true. Oh. I found a uh, a documentary, which I did not watch because it was long and I'm sick, but I found a documentary where they find 104 mistakes within the book, just Whoa. the fucking book. And the really? book is posed as, this is a true story. Gotcha. And the movies are all sort of like, we've made a Hollywood version of it. Right. But the book is like, this the is book is like, true. this is true. This yeah. is in the nonfiction And it's section. just like weird inconsistencies in the story yes. weird inconsistencies. so i picked some of my favorites oh good so one of the biggest ones and people love to fucking harp on this one but there's a priest involved named dr go for it pico yep. raro yeah pico raro yep pico father, de gallo th- th- this, this is father clearly Pecorino. bottle of wine seven or eight yep father, what if his name is pico raro that's a good that's name. A great that's name. a great name father pecorino cheese yep Pecorino Romano. Yeah. So Pecorino Romano is a priest who was, uh, who they, the family reached out to the Lutz family reached out to being like, our house is in, in, Crusted with demons. It's got a demon encrusted with demons. <laughs> it has a fucking, it's got a nice lit. demon bark. <laughs> God, snaps Those when you bite into qual- it. Beautiful caramelization. On the outside, it's entirely dry rubbed. It's dry rubbed. Yeah, that you can you can really taste in the like dry Native American slow, burial grounds. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, slow mm-hmm. cooked in that shit. Um, so Father Pecorino, um, was, is the priest who was contacted to trying to like get the demons out of this house. Right. And in the book, it says that he came to the house, and the whole time he walked around the house, he uh he kept hearing a voice whisper behind him, "Get <gasps> out, get out, get out." Ooh. And then when he and then eventually he leaves the house because his hands erupt in these blisters like he's been mm. burned Owie. and he's like I have to get out of this house this house is like full of demons I, I mean look at my out. hands this is look at these hell blistered hands. hands look at these hell, hell hands. hands did you say hell hands yeah look at hell my hell hands, hands. <laughs> um so during a tr- during one of the trials where their Lutzes are suing everybody um they get uh, father pecorino on the stand and they're like tell us about what happened to you at the house and he said i've never been in that house <gasps> they contacted me over the phone once oh never lies. saw also oh, he was wait pecorino romano was a real man pecorino's a real dude oh they talked to him on the and they fun. talked to him on the fun once and he never went to the house and he's like i never had anything happen to me because i only because talked i've to them on never the been to the yeah. house my hands are fine house. yeah my hands are fucking fine no hell hands yeah um, it's a shame though hell one hands. of the big things that the book claims is that uh like a bunch of like the windows would shatter or the doors would explode or like all the doorknobs would like get really hot and like melt off of the doors and like all this crazy ah. stuff um but a very nice family named the johnson's craw Cromer, Cromedy? Cromedy family. Yeah, the, the old Cromedies. The Cromedy family. I'm going to guess Cromarty. Sure. Sure. The Cromarty's from... O, there's an extra O in there. Okay. Cromoobity. Yeah, the Crumpet sure. family. Crump- so the Crumpets <laughs> love bought Crumpets. this house. I can make fun of American names all day. It's fine. Yeah. It's my yeah. birthright. Um, so the Crumpet family bought this house later in 77. So after the Lutzes sold it. Yeah. Um, so the Lutzes had it for less than a year. So they bought it from the Lutzes. Um, and they're like, when we bought this house... Uh, all of the windows and doors, including all of the like doorknobs and hinges and everything, were all original to the house <gasps> from like the 1930s. They're beautiful. They're beautiful and they're completely undamaged. <laughs> so obviously, this never fucking Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Another big thing is that in the and I've never read the Amityville book, but I love the movies. Mm. The, that Ryan Reynolds one is creepy as fuck. It's very well done. Okay. Um, but one of the big things is that uh, Papa Lutz 
wakes up every day at 3.15 on the button in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which is creepy. Every time I wake up in the middle of the night and my clock says exactly 3.15, I'm like, it's a Damon. It's, it's a, a Damon. Damon. It's a Damon. It's a Damon. But so he would wake up every, and he would be called down to the basement and he couldn't figure out why. And then one day he just starts like hitting a fucking wall. And then he like hits his wall and hits his wall. And then eventually there's another room. There's like a hidden there's room. There's a whole room. new room in and the basement for punching. And it's all red. And it was like definitely used for human sacrifice. Yeah, and dog. And he like found it there in this oh, fever sh- dream at 3.15 in the morning. Yeah. There's so no the crumpet room. family is like, yeah, there's a closet in the basement, but it's like finished it's a closet. and like there's a yeah. door. There's it's not hidden. No, it's been they uh, they their shit was in it. They knew that it was there. <laughs> there is a dirt devil. It's I mean yeah. that's that's sort of evil. I it's, guess it's red. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, cleaning humor. <laughs> I got her with the home maintenance jokes. Oh shit! Uh, so they're so they're like, yeah, there there is no red room. There's a closet with a dirt devil in it. That's all. That's just demonic as this shit gets. Ooh. Um, the the book also claims that the house was built on the site, an ancient site from the ancient sh- ancients, Shinnecock Indians, Shinnecock Indians, the old Shinnecock Indians. <laughs> S H I N N E C O C K. Shiny cock. Shiny cock. Shiny cock. The shiny cock Indians. Um, it's built on a site where the shiny cock Indians. Known for their glowing balls. Used enough. to it's abandon where... the mentally ill and Aww. dying members of the tribe. And the shiny cock Indians were like, okay, first of all, fuck you. We didn't do that yeah. to yeah. our Don't people. Don't be mean. And we second of, of all, we never lived on this part of Long Island. We lived like 100 miles away. So, yeah. so fuck That's you. So fuck off. Also, really fucking rude and racist and don't say mean things about Indians. Wow. Um, and like a bunch of historians have come forward and been like, they, the Shiny yeah, Cox were, were nowhere, nowhere near, near this there. area. That's insane. The book also claims that after uh, the Shiny Cox were done abandoning their mentally ill there, uh, it was also used by a, a group of settlers who were all devil worshippers, who were like sure. kicked out of surrounding provinces because of their devil worship and they moved that to this area. That just seems made um, yeah. and his And like all the historians are like, there's absolutely no, no proof yeah. that there was ever devil worship over all here. All the ancient heavy metal the, bands were like, we didn't do, do that. Yo, man, yeah. we were in Norway. Man. Yeah, fuck you. We're fucking Vikings and shit. Right? Um, so they were like, yeah, that's all complete made up like bullshittery um there also is this big claim that like on the night of january 1st uh the family was like being harassed by all these crazy noises coming from outside and then they start to see these hoof prints appear (gasps) in the snow like it's a demon coming towards them except all the weather reports were like there was no snow Snow. in early january or late december of that year yeah (laughs) snow snow so, no snow. So no snow footprints. No snow. That's just your dandruff. They said yeah. that like um, they kept calling the police coming out to like help them because all these events were happening. The, the cops, police were like, we have mm-hmm. no records of you ever calling the police even once during right. the 28 days that you lived there. It's easy enough for us to find that. Um, and I think the biggest proof that you have that all of this is fucking made up other than the fact that Weber said it is, is that there have been multiple families with children who have lived in this house afterwards. Not one of them has experienced they all love it. anything. anything. It's a beautiful weird. house. They say the only thing that happens is that passerbyers will stop to take pictures or like ring the doorbell because it has a very iconic like yes, Dutch colonial look. look to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and people want to like take pictures of the house and that's it. They've never had anything weird happen. Um, so obviously the story is 100% fucking made up. Mm-hmm. The Lutz has made it up so that they would make money. Weber also wanted to make money but his plan was also like to get this so popular that everyone would start to believe it and he was going to try and get a retrial for Butch um, because his original stance oh. was like he heard all these crazy. voices. Look, the house is full of fucking demons. It definitely yeah. happened. So he was either on retainer or just couldn't take the L. Oh, I think he just wanted... Couldn't take the L, babe. Couldn't take the L. Nope. No! And, you didn't listen! And Man. I think he wanted to be like a more famous lawyer. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he wanted oh, to be the Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Yeah. Famous law boys. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Cochran. Um, of course, that didn't work out because once Butch was in jail, he was like, yeah, I don't hear voices and there was no demons <gasps> there. I just the straight up murdered real, my fam. Let the boy heal. Appeal. 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 Oh, fuck. There it was. Yeah, it there it was. was. Right I blew there. it. I blew it. It was so good. right there. Um... So as I said earlier, Weber has uh, confessed that none of this is fucking true, made it all up. The Lutzes 
I'll like hold Still to maintain. that this is fucking true. They've been on a bunch of like press tours talking about it. They like, take a uh, lie detector tests and they pass them. Well, because and if like, you yeah, because believe your lie, then yeah. it's going to yeah. show that it's and true. And all of their the three kids are like, no, a bunch of weird shit did really happen. And they've done like psychological profiles on them. And a lot kids of these, up. a lot of these um, like mental health professionals think that the parents, Parent that Mama them. and Papa Lutz, did a bunch of creepy shit in the house to freak these kids out. Oh. So that when they went on the news and talked about it the kids were really were scared and really had memories like to mm. help them sell this story they were just terrorizing their children that's child abuse and and making money off the death of other children yeah the losses are garbage people yeah they are mm. and so are the warrens yeah, the, and like weber he was like looking out for number one the lutz yeah. is like you're literally like using your children as pawns in this game where you're trying to profit off the death of other children it's the american yeah. dream what are you talking about <laughs> yeah oh, i'm gonna say no <laughs> um so uh so all of this ghostiness, which not so much ghosties, more like demonic possession. Yeah. Um, all of that not true. That isn't to say that there isn't some weird shit mm. about this fucking murder. Um, so this murder includes, uh, mo- the mom's name was Louise DeFeo. Mm-hmm. Papa, Super weird. Nobody names their kid Louise. Super weird. Nope. Papa Ronald, obviously, because Ronald Jr. is butch. Um, 18-year-old Dawn, 13-year-old Allison, 12-year-old Mark, 9-year-old Matthew were all shot in their beds with a rifle. I thought you were going to say shot in their butts. Shot in the butt. Right <laughs> with, in the butt. With the rifle. Uh, they were all shot in their um, in their beds in the stomach. Mm. And they were all lying face down on their bed. So they were Ooh. shot like like yeah. through the back into the stomach. Uh, Mama and Papa were both shot twice. And everyone else was shot once. Ooh. Um and what's Wouldn't odd, that have been loud? Well, that's the thing, is that there were no drugs in their system. They weren't, like, medicated or mm. doped in any way. Um, and there was no sort of, like, compressor or, like, muzzle on the rifle to dampen the noise. Mm-hmm. So it would have been incredibly loud as he moved from room to room to room to room. Because these are five separate yeah. rooms he has to go to to kill these people. And none of them ran. None of them even got out of bed or yeah. rolled over. You know why? Why? They were dead already. But they died from the gunshot. No, because that's wrong. Carbon monoxide? (laughs) Is that what you're thinking? Yes. (laughs) Yes. They left the car running in the basement. There was a gas leak. They left the dirt devil (laughs) running. They left the dirt devil running. Um, The old gas-powered dirt devils (laughs) from the 70s. No, I'm just saying Ronald, I'm just saying Butch had uh, accomplices. Yep. There were that, before catalytic converters. That's were a theory. That, that actually a, makes sense. That is a theory. Um, All of his bar buddies. So yep. they were n- no. That's, hey, come on back and kill my folks. <laughs> um, I'll so give you were, like a nickel. Um, also, another I'll buy you around. <laughs> another weird thing is that uh, none of the neighbors heard any of the gunshots. Oh, weird. So again, there's eight gunshots going off at three at three fifteen in the morning is yeah. when the murders occurred. That's why Papa Lutz is waking up at three fifteen every morning. Um, three o'clock in the morning none of the neighbors heard any of the gunshots and there were neighbors who were awake at that time because two separate neighbors were like i didn't hear any gunshot what i did hear was the defeo dog was outside and barking all night so they heard a barking dog but they didn't hear shotgun blasts multiple shotgun blasts that is strange which is super weird um, another weird thing is like Butch is a, a dick of a person obviously yeah, he was a murdered. garbage person before he murdered his family he seems like a duty boy but he doesn't really have any motive there was like no life insurance money it's not like he was like he was 23 he could have just left home if he wanted to um, yeah, but why leave home when you can just force the people that live there out know, when you just can murder he's got a yeah. decent living situation yeah. there, I mean, here's right? the thing like, he's got this nice house money. I bet the house is kind of paid off yeah. yeah but like who's gonna cook your food for you like mom's already not cooking he's just gonna live at the bar and then sleep at the house it's gonna become a flop house he's got his plan fair enough yeah I like it um, so even the medical examiner was like I'm not sure how these murders even happened like oh. they all died in their beds I don't know why none of them got up wow like, there's no reason for it um, there are these theories that over the years, so Butch is uh, still in jail in yeah. New York to this day, still alive and still in jail. Um, and he will every so often give interviews and he always has some new cockamamie I'm sure thing about what <laughs> happened. But a lot of it revolves around the fact that his mom and his older sister Dawn were awake. Okay. Um, and the medical examiner has some 
reason to believe that they were awake. Like their eyes were open or something and the other ones weren't. And so now Butch, he said at one point, like his mom killed everyone except him and Don. And then Don killed his mom and then he killed Don. And then later he was like, no, my mom went crazy. So then Don had to kill her. And then Don killed everyone else because she killed mom. And then I killed Don. Or Don had a friend come over and Don and the friend killed everyone. And then the friend left. And then I killed Don. Like it all revolves around like Don being a garbage person, which doesn't <laughs> seem to be true. Right. And like way to disparage some yeah, point. Someone who's old dead. girl who you murdered yeah. in cold blood. Who's dead. Or, yeah. She can't defend herself. Uh, in, in no version of the story does he not murder Don. So. So he's definitely killed Don. Yeah. Um, but but it, it is weird. It is weird. Like, why did they not get up? Yeah. And why did no one hear the shots? It don't make no damn sense. That's demons. Interesting. Diamond. Oh, demons. demons. De- shotgun uh, demons. Mentally ill, shiny Shot- cock Indians. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's and vacuums. Yep, yep. And vacuums. Yep. That's definitely why. Yeah. Killed you with a tomahawk. Um, so the Amityville Horror is a great story because it's this amazing true crime story that has some weirdness woven in. Yes. And then they added a bunch of fucking fake shit on top of it that it didn't you need. You just didn't need it. Um, when you should just punish people for murder. That Don't it. give them an out like devils. No. That makes sense. Murderers should be punished. Yes. Full Agreed. stop. Done. I think we, on this, we can all agree. Yeah. The moral of the story. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Um, so that is my story. That's the story of the Amneville uh, murders or the Amneville horror. Which brings me to my beer. So the beer that I chose is uh, Lagunitas. I like how it tells you how to pronounce it. Lagunitas. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Lagunitas. Uh, hop stupid ale. Um, because... Butch DeFeo is so stupid. And then Weber is so So stupid. Because the second they encounter any sort of resistance, they're like, JK, JK. Yeah. I super fucking did it. Uh Or JK, JK. I super fucking made it all up. Made it all up. Um, So stupid. Um, So this is a ale that is 102 Ibus Mm. and 8% alcohol from Lagunitas. Mm -hmm. I find it delicious. Tastes like pot. Yeah, it's well. I mean, it's yeah. It's heavily years. hopped. It's lots of hops. It smells good, tastes good. Bitter as crap. It's got a lot of flavor. It's though. a lot of flavor. I do. It has. It has a nice mix of dry and wet hopping because it has like the taste and the flavor. Yeah, the the smells good. Smells I, good. I, I don't looks know, good. It smells yeah, good. Tastes good. Looks, looks good. Great. Smells great. Looks yeah. great. Smells great. Tastes great. Looks good. Smells great. There you go. Got it. <laughs> got it there. eventually. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it, it it's it's definitely a sipping beer, but. Uh, Oh yeah, I mean, and at eight percent, it should be a sip of yeah. beer. Um, but it's good. It's it's good. Mm. Um, I thought this was gonna have too much flavor for me. Nope. It's good. just the right yeah. amount of. You know what? If you've got a cold and you want to drink a beer, you should have this one because it's gonna be the perfect flavor. Do it, but only have one. Yeah, or or, a, a or, or have six and fucking roll those dice, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> you might feel great, or you might not. Who knows? Who knows? You vomit all we'll the let sickness you know tomorrow out morning. like a Ralph's apple parking lot. Woo woo. All right, right, so so that's my story, and that's my beer. Come back for part two. Hey, everybody, it's your best friend, Engineer Bob. I came to your house this week, and I ate all your porridge. It was yummy. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what? We're the Booze and Brews Podcast, and we've got a bunch of social media websites that you might want to follow because, you know... (laughs) You know what's awesome about them? Funny jokes, great posts, things you might enjoy. We have a Twitter at Booze and Bruce. We have a Facebook at Booze and Bruce. And we also have an Instagram at Booze and Bruce. We also have a pay. Oh, wait. I, st- I stepped on your shit. You Hurry just up and say stepped it. On my Stop bro- yelling at me and say it. Booze and Bruce podcast. We also have a Patreon where we uh, where we have a lot of great rewards here, such as additional episodes and video episodes. We got video episode stuff coming up soon. Booze and Bruce podcast at uh, it's it's patreon.com slash booze and bruise. Uh, hey, we're gonna be doing a listeners hauntings suggestion story. show. Whatever no story, don't care. Just listener uh, anyway, stories. Booze and Bruise podcast at gmail.com. Hey, and the, also we, what we need you to do is go on the uh, on the iTunes and set us a rating and a review so that we can move up the charts and get in front of more people. Thank you so much. Well, th- here's the next story. Woohoo! I don't know. Hi, friends. Welcome back. That was weird. And you know, <laughs> a lot of flavors. Yeah, it's a lot of flavors. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a good I'm like thing you got the cats glass. when you put cheese on their face. I'm just back away from it. <laughs> Those are the best videos. It's the, if they just back away. That's what cats do, though. As someone who has a cat and loves her, hi Sydney. Um, she's listening. She definitely. She's a big fan. Um, <laughs> sometimes I will put tape on her forehead, and she just backs away, and then she'll start backing away in circles. And I'm like, I don't know what you, what doing, you buddy? think is. I don't know what that's gonna work for you. 
but it's funny every time it's terribly mean but it's funny oh. every time oh sydney that's oh. fun but no welcome back we are part d of our fake ghost stories yeah. so it's now my turn to tell you lovely listeners about the cock lane ghosts cock lane cock lane uh, cock lane get that cock lane uh. ghosts i live on 69 cock lane cock lane yes. that's right uh so this purported haunting uh attracted mass public attention in the year 1762 so oh, this damn. is an old fake ghost story. this is actually the invention of the printing press time. <laughs> yeah here we go so now the I can location talk about of the supposed haunting was a home on cock lane uh which was a few minute which is was is kind of it doesn't exist anymore a few uh, minutes from vag boulevard yes uh no a few minutes walk to saint paul's cathedral in london so if you've ever very been to vaginal London, cathedral it's a very vaginal some say my work is too vaginal um but people get uncomfortable with the very mention of the word vagina, vagina. Um, talking about my rug <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we get to the ghost you know here's a little little background info uh, on this Give me some soap. cock round the, On this little soap, soap opera So anyway <laughs> Background leads right into the story So anyway In 1757 It's like ground round That they made out of just dicks Yeah Yeah So in 1757 I'm just gonna Just plow right over YouTube That's what uh, she said That's right William Kent A usurer From Norfolk A usurer A usurer So he a usurer A usurer Is a person who uh, French It's They give loans to people But um, you have to repay them At like an insanely high interest he's rate So they're like shark. Yeah he's a yeah. loan shark They had an actual Does name. he work for the mob? No he works for Check to cash Check into cash Okay <laughs> That's that's where he works. Love that guy. That's um, a good place. So a usurer is a, a much better name than Lone Shark. Mm-hmm. From Norfolk. I'm going to start calling them usurer sharks. You should. Uh, he married a woman named Elizabeth Lines. Okay. They moved to Stoke Ferry, where Kent kept an inn and a post office. Oh, my God. Fucking British um, names. I love it. Stoke un- Ferry, Cock Lane. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Bedfordshire. Uh, a month after moving to Stokes Ferry, Elizabeth died during childbirth. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth's sister, Fanny, had moved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Fanny. Fanny. And I live yep. on Cock, Cock Lane. Lane. Mm-hmm. Put that Fanny into the... No, they did work. put Fanny into Cock Lane. Yeah. yeah, eventually. So anyway, she had moved along with a couple and stayed after Elizabeth's death to keep uh, to take care of uh, their son and to keep getting that D. Yeah. Sadly, that boy just uh, died soon after. Oh, oh no! Um, but love blossomed. It's not good times on Cock Lane. No, but no, we're not in Cock Lane yet. Oh. We're in Stokes oh. Ferry. Pre Cock. Stokes Ferry. This is Ferry, pre-cock. Pre- pre-cock this is PC. Lane. This is the pre jizz cock part of the yes. Cock yeah. Lane story. Yes, this is the pre com of the story. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. The, is it in the fanny? It, it involves Fanny. It involves okay, a fanny. let's continue. It involves a fanny. I'm, I'm, and, uh, a, and a fairy. And a fairy. I'm on the edge of my seat. So, uh, but love blossomed between Fanny and William, and they tried to get married, but due to the dumbest canon law, maybe in the history of uh, Victorian age English law, they were prohibited from marrying because she was the sister of a woman who had given birth to a live son. And because she had given birth to a live son, the, her sister and her former husband were they couldn't get married. So if she so, had given birth to a dead son, they could have gotten married. Or a daughter. Would, everything would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Dead son or a daughter, they could have gotten married. married. But, but the life fact son, that fuck y'all. She had a son that lived a couple days. Oh, but he did die. Yeah, he's even dead. if he died dead. a couple days. Yeah, yeah. This little boy's dead. That doesn't even matter. Doesn't no, no, matter. I got that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying that even mm-hmm. though. Even wow. Though, doesn't matter. So he <laughs> came out alive. I like how she said this little boy's death. Like he was born in the 1700s, but he might be alive. He might be alive now. He could be Dracula. He's still in prison in New York. Could be Dracula. <laughs> yeah, he could be Dracula. Um, so. In 1759, when William and Fanny tried to get married and they were they were told no, uh, William left Fanny uh, for London and Fanny went home to her parents. Um, but she soon began because they couldn't fuck because they, they weren't get, married. Yeah, essentially, they couldn't. He was like, if live, I can't put my cock laid in your fanny, I'm not. I'm into not it. doing it. Okay. So he was like, what's the point of being with you if we can't be together? Because too, this is the 1750s living. Out of wedlock is also not an option. No, you don't do that. Um, but so he left Fanny in 1759. William went to London. Fanny went back to her parents' house. Fanny soon began writing passionate love letters to William. No, I love you. I want to be with you regardless. I love you. My dearest William. My dearest. I love you. Put your cock laying in my so fanny. So much. And the letters worked. 
William eventually my allowed dear, an eloquent British lady. My dearest Fanny. He my yes, cock please. lane throbs for please. your oh, Jesus. Fanny. My cock lanes for you. My cock lanes <laughs> for you, and I wish to lane with your with that with your Fanny, fanny. With, with, thou- with, with thy with Fanny with thy Fanny by Donkadonk. Thy <laughs> Donkadonk cometh into fruitful so, place. So anyway, William eventually allowed her Lay to join him in, green in London. <laughs> Where they live together <laughs> as husband and wife, hoping to remain discreet. So okay. Fanny's like entreaties to him. I love you so much. Oh gosh, I want to so live with you. They're on the DL now. So now they're on the DL living as husband and wife, though they legally cannot get married. Okay. Um, they they, like, they, they, did they introduce themselves? Hey, we're yes, married. Yes. Oh, okay. Miss, we are Mr. and Mrs. Kent. This is days okay. way before internet. There's no way to really check. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, good, good move. Yeah. There's no taxes. No. So in need of new lodgings after their previous landlord in London refused to pay back a loan, because again, usurer, um, the Kents met a man named Richard Parsons, who was an officiating clerk at the local Methodist church. Um, While Parsons was considered a respectable man, he was also known as a drunk who was struggling to provide for his family. Respectable drunk, I feel you. Yeah. So he agreed to let the Kents live in his home on Cock Lane. Now we are on Cockling. We've oh, we made okay. it. We've made it to Cockling. We got to that D. Um, shortly after moving in, Kent um, made a loan to Parsons. Um, and oh, this, no more this, user. That's right. And this that little bit is important for later. So just remember. Remember oh, this remember. usury. It's important. I remember. Right. So um, strange noises were heard in Kent's room while uh. Fanny was in the company of Parsons' oldest daughter, Elizabeth. Uh. Um, oh, scissor fighting. Who was a little artful girl of 11. So... William had to go away for business okay. and he did not want to leave Fanny alone in their room. So Elizabeth, who was the 11 year old daughter of uh, Richard Parsons. Yes, please come stay with her. So they were staying together. So while they were together, that's where they heard um, these strange noises. They heard scratching and rapping sounds that were originally attributed to a <laughs> local cobbler. Rapping. Grandmaster Flash is in the back spinning <laughs> yeah, the ones and spinning. twos. Rapping noises. That's right. Um, but the sounds were originally attributed to a local cobbler that lived around the corner. The oh. shoe but when the sounds, pies. But when the sounds were heard on a Sunday when the cobbler wasn't working. No pies on a Sunday. Obviously it was a ghost. Oh. oh, oh. Um, and also to make matters more intriguing, um, the landlord of another nearby home also claimed to have seen a ghost, a ghostly white figure on the stairs of Fanny and William's abode. Fanny ghost. So, um, weeks before, now, at this point, because William and Fanny have been living as a married couple, they do what married couples do, mm-hmm. which involve putting that I'm cock lane into the Fanny. So like Fanny, so Mrs. Kent, air quotes, air quotes, Mrs. Kent becomes pregnant. Oh, with, with an illegitimate Kent baby. Illegitimate Kent baby. So weeks before, weeks before Fanny was set to give birth, she fell ill and was eventually diagnosed with the smallpox. Oh no, oh, the no. pox of small. Um, she and her unborn baby died a week later. Um, oh, being pregnant no. is not good for these women. No, no, story. not at older no. times. <laughs> no, <laughs> these like two sisters. These two sisters. This man's undone by fuckery by one oh. man's fuckery. They both have been impregnated by the same man, and they both die. He's got Death a poison dick. Jism. Got poison deadly jizz. Uh, that is a new story on ID um, investigation discovery. Poison dick. Poison dick. Um, you know when guys are like, I'm gonna murder that V. So he literally he really, did, really he really did. did he it. murdered it. Um, so anyway, Kent moved out of the house on Cock Lane. Devastating poor He became colors. a stockbroker and eventually remarried. Legitimately this oh, okay. time. Okay. Um, did he but, kill that one with his dick? No. Oh really? no. By not all that we accounts, know of. by all accounts, she was not murdered by that D. Um, but do you remember? Do we now know how she was murdered? No, I, don't, I think she just died. No, definitely. There murdered. is no real yeah. information on the the third Mrs. Kent. Okay. Um, but now remember that loan I mentioned to you earlier. Uh, I remember. Guess guess who didn't pay it back? Oh no, Mr. Kent. Mr. Parsons did not pay Mr. Kent back, so Mr. Kent sued Parsons. Okay. For the return of his money, and Parsons was a bit upset. And funny enough, uh, it's around this time that the strange noises at Cock Lane began again. Oh no! Interesting timing. Um, curiouser and curiouser. Um, the he was sounds. like, there's some weird noises in the back. You can listen for a nickel. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. Oh, oh so, shit. 
Yeah. Are you so, able to whistle? whistle? So the sounds apparently <laughs> emanated from the 11-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. Oh, no, emanating who noises. Who suffered fits, and the house was disturbed by unexplained noises, like the sound of a cat scratching a chair. That's what they said. It's a very about. specific noise. Yeah. yeah, that's what they said. It did. So uh, old Richard Parsons approached assistant preacher John Moore. At assistant his, preacher. Yes, assistant. Assistant to the preacher. Uh, to yeah. the preacher of his Methodist church, assistant John Moore. Assistant regional preacher. Yeah. Assistant um, to the regional preacher. <laughs> and he, to help figure out what was going on. Um, since one ghost was already seen at the house, remember how they saw the ghostly white figure? Yeah, white lady mm-hmm. on the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. And clear, which was clearly fanny's sister elizabeth the spirit haunting the house now must be fanny yeah first death by jism sure. now sure. it's second death by now Jizem. it's second death we got so, two dead jizz ghosts the men came up with a super clever way of communicating with the ghosts talking to them the good old one knock for yes two knocks oh for my god now. fucking fox sisters like, bullshit yep cracking ja- their toes into right? a napkin that you wrote the message on that's right so yeah. it was using this system <laughs> that and your ghost spunk spreads yeah. out into words yeah um, but it was using this one knock yes, two knocks no system that the ghost Fanny claimed that she was murdered. Oh no, by oh, di- by Dick. It was also conjectured that the ghost in white was the ghost of Fanny's sister Elizabeth, and she appeared as a warning to Fanny of her impending death. Oh no, you're gonna die from that dick. Gonna die from that D. Um, so through repeated questioning of the ghost, it was divined that Fanny had died not from smallpox. But, but from, from arsenic poisoning. Oh shit, Fanny! And did you die from the dick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the poison was given to Fanny two hours before her death, and now she wants justice. Okay, but like smallpox is very. It evident. wasn't smallpox. Physical it signs. Arsenic. Arsenic doesn't give you arsenic. smallpoxian. She arsenic. wants justice. Street justice. Mm-hmm. Dick justice. She wants street justice. Um, the story Talk quickly. Lane justice. Yeah. The story quickly spread through London and soon Kent fell under suspicion of being a murderer. Oh no. Murder. All I could think about for Cock Lane justice was having to slap somebody to death with penises. Mm. Just See, how dick long slapping did, someone to death. How long do you how think long? it would take to kill somebody if you just slapped them with ex- a penis? I think I you would die think, of exposure. Bef- I like, think your dick would be more damaged than the yeah, face. You would I'm be not more saying damaged. you wouldn't need to switch out dick beaters. Oh, okay, we're switching dicks. Because I was yeah. like, I think it's dick a revolving door face. Of dick. Yeah, it's a revolving door of dick. Yeah. Oh, It'll probably take a okay. Could okay. you bruise a guy? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to whip your dick out and go I don't beat know. somebody Every with it? Every time I no. beat someone in the face with my dick, they enjoy it. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, now, now I've, we know I've the learned truth. so much about you there right you now, Vanessa. Yeah. Um, so Kent was determined to clear his name. And so the first of about a billion seances began. I mean, there were like dozens of seances held to prove that okay. these... Everyone wants the, to fucking knock these ghosts. I just can't. So John Moore prepared a bunch of questions for the ghost to answer. Kent came with a bunch of witnesses, including physicians who treated Fanny for in the pox. days before her death for smallpox. But that science meant nothing no nope. because we had the ghost knocking it's a witch to tell us the otherwise a witch so because well, what we're the 1700s 1760s still, right? so yeah doctors are bullshit oh yeah point. all of this point so are like, you they didn't believe doctors until the 1900s man yeah are you the wife of mr kent no and that's when kent had to admit we're not we weren't actually ever legally married did you die naturally no. no. Did by poison. Oh, oh shit, that's one. Did any other person other than Mr. Kent administer it? Guilty. No. Oh, send him to jail. Done. Case closed. One of the members of the audience who was like in attendance also exclaimed, Kent, ask this ghost if you shall be hanged. Oh! So they street justice was ready yeah, at this point. Paranormal street justice. This um, is the shit. But so public interest grew more and more as more and more seances were held. Uh-huh. Um so everywhere that young Elizabeth was taken, so all of the noises seemed Her to be lamb coming. Was sure to go? 
Yes. So every, <laughs> all of the noises seem to be coming from Elizabeth. So everywhere that they took Elizabeth, it seemed that the noises she would follow. The so they're triangle. like, the fanny is haunting Elizabeth. Um, poor Kent tried to prove his innocence with even more witnesses, like his former maid, Esther Carrot Carlisle, who said the couple. My name is Carrot. I'm going to give you one guess why they called her Carrot. Red, orange hair. She had a red head. Oh, that's cute. She is the carrot top of her day. Yeah. She was. Also <laughs> known for carrot her comedy. comedy. <laughs> She's a prop comedian. Um, she said the couple had a great loving relationship, and, but the ghost knockingly said otherwise. Oh, shit. And it was, are you my mistress? Yes. <gasps> are you angry with me? Yes. What? And she goes, mad because carrots was lying. Oh no! Uh, carrots so, don't lie. Yeah, no. Carrots can't lie. No vitamin carrots A. Carrots are just delicious. A okay. Uh, but finally, about a month after the haunting started, people started to get suspicious. Oh, I am of suspicious. this knocking yeah. ghost. The mayor of London even got involved with this case. <laughs> um, the, the mayor, mayor of London because I'm suspicious of these so, carrots. Uh, there were two ghosts. sides to the story. I, I don't mean to be rude, but this does smell a bit of horse shit. So what had happened was one side of the believers wanted Kent tried or sorry um arrested for murder uh-huh. sure. based yeah, on sure. fucking knocking alone right uh the well, other I mean, he's, he's the husband obviously did it mm. nine <laughs> times out of ten that's right yeah unless you actually die of smallpox nope gave her smallpox yeah made her yeah. like a sick baby the other side of the things they wanted um parsons and more arrested for conspiracy oh to cover up the to baby cover up the fact that there was no ghost and that this man did not murder his uh girlfriend um but the mayor was like no i'm not doing any of this but we do need to have more investigation so he ordered that elizabeth yeah, you undergo know what we should do is spend more taxpayer money on this that's yeah. a great that's, idea in yeah. the 1760s yes yeah, what the we fuck else do we have to do they didn't have any doing? sewers they're just pouring their poop Shit out in the, in the street, street. Yeah, like it doesn't matter fine. this is great yeah. let's just this is the soap opera of their day this is the young and the restless uh, of their day for uh, one of the turd sluices in the main street and mm. we'll continue the We're investigation Sluice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, he ordered Elizabeth be tested again. I would watch that Olympic event. So it would be at least. Uh, <laughs> Do you think you're allowed to poop on the luge to like give yourself some extra? Like it's warm and it melts some of the ice. If and you, you go got faster. it, pull on it. You know, what I was mean? like, I just like, you can poop on command. The logistics of turd luge. <laughs> you know what? So that's for the IOC. It would be at least another two seances before the truth was finally revealed. By knocking? So on February 21st... Is this bullshit? <laughs> so on February 21st, a month after the whole ordeal started, um, the noises, uh, carekeepers, caregivers of uh, maids, nurses of Elizabeth noticed that the noises conveniently stopped whenever her hands <laughs> were placed outside of her bed. Um, and then her maids saw uh, her conceal. It took them a month to fucking figure that that she was hiding her hands when knocking happened. Yes, these people are dumb. Um, and then finally, her maids saw her conceal a piece of wood six by four inches on her person. I went, that's how the sound was being made. Six by she's four just, inches. So she's got she's like got a, a fucking big dildo piece of dildo wood she's, underneath her like blanket that she's just yeah, scratching on. Wood. Yeah, she's just fucking using that dildo to tap, tap, tap it on yeah. cock lane. That's right. Yes and no. It's just come as she there was, does. There was no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, she didn't need her hands for no. it. No, she secured it you know elsewhere. The, yeah. There was no Hitachi magic wand in those days. Use a raw piece of lumber. <laughs> mm, splinters. Mm. Um, so Parsons, his wife, and John Moore were all arrested and charged with conspiracy. The trial was held on July 10th, 1762. And once both sides made their arguments, the judge spent 90 minutes summing up the case and jurors took a whole whopping 15 minutes to be like, this is to reach their guilty verdict. Nice. Uh, Moore agreed to pay Kent 588 pounds for his pardon. Is how much did he owe him? Do you know? Th- that was the whole thing. It was like, you can buy your pardon off of him and it can be anywhere between five to 600 pounds. So it's up to you guys to negotiate. So Kenton Moore negotiated this 588 pounds, which I think converts to like 27,000 pounds today. Okay. So it was a significant amount of money. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Parsons was sentenced to two years in jail. And he was required to be sent to the pillory three times. So basically, he had to like stand there in front of everybody while they shouted insults at him. 
Well, oh, they hit man. him with pillows. Well, they hit him with pillows. Yeah, they threw pills Three at him. times in one month. However, they did take pity on him and they actually like raised charity. They felt bad for this poor guy, even though he was a complete liar. He was trying to mm. send someone to, to prison, prison to avoid paying a debt that he took no, out. So he ended up paying that debt. He was just pissed that he got sued and he was like, now I'm really going to fuck you up. Huh. So then he was like, I'm going to char- like have you go to jail. Um, the wife was also in prison for one year. And I believe the daughter was too. Wow. Oh no. Um, but she was a child with a she wooden was. dildo. She was. And she was acting on the orders of her father. So I, I yeah, But thought, they did used to send kids to jail. Yeah, that's true. So that's street justice. And that is the story of the Cochlean ghosts and um, how they were fake. That's Which, crazy that he almost went to jail for it. Yeah. And then the other guy went to jail for faking it. Yep. I wish we sent people to jail for faking things now. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be great. There would be a lot of people in jail. So that brings me to my beer, uh, which is Spirit Animal. Uh, from Blue Owl Brewing. Yeah. It is a sour pale ale. And it's this good. is a sour pale. Um, I don't hate this. I think it's the sour cuts out the pale part that I normally wouldn't like about a pale ale. Yeah, it's got a little bit more uh, hop finish on it, which I like. So it isn't quite so puckery. I think it's, it's a really tasty beer. it's puckery enough where I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, it gets a little bit. I super like it. It's, Wait, now how is the Sicky Magoo who vomited apples feel about I it? I have no smells, so it smells like nothing. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Tastes like a lot of tastes. <laughs> a lot of tastes. Um, a lot of taste. Bad yeah. beer reviews this week and last week. Blue Just, Owl is uh, based out of Austin. Sure. Um, It's dry hopped, citrus-esque, citrus-esque, bleh, and sparkles. <laughs> Yay. There you go. Um, it's, but yeah. um, it's not, as someone who does not like a sour beer, and it could be because my mouth is dead like the rest of me. Like your soul. Um... It doesn't, it's not as sour as other sours you've no. made me have in the past. No. Yeah. It's like not, it has a lot of flavor, but it doesn't, it doesn't hit you like this it is It's a gross. really good hoppy pale. Like I, like I would it. drink a lot of it's that. It's more sour than hoppy. It is, Agreed. which is why Agreed. I like it. Um, but yeah, good job, Blue Owl. Yeah, Blue Owl, I like it. You know what else I like? The part of the show where I get to pick a winner. You know what I like? Fannies. You know what else I like? Uh, demonic encrustings. <laughs> I bet you do, Bob. Wooden dildos and street justice, but if there's one thing I love, it's how goddamn stupid Butch is. Vanessa wins this week. <laughs> Yay! Yay for demonic crustings. That's good. I don't know what I was trying to say. Oh, I don't know either. Matter. But yeah, so thank you very much for listening to our lovely show. Come back next Woo-hoo! week. We are going to have more booze and more brews. Yeah, we'll be here. And Hopefully that, we'll sound better. And yeah. I, I guarantee you we will sound better. Oh, God, I'm not making any promises. I promise we'll be here, though. Yes. So, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>